Welcome to the Next Step Podcast with Jay. And Brad. Wait. Wait. I'm Brad. I'm Jay. I'm an All act. Right. All right. This is the next step podcast. Have you? Seen, have you oh yeah, you're right. Have you ever seen Ace Ventura? Tonight on Man Guys. He says that on the Crockett gives Which the one? boss Pet a detective? cup of coffee. There's like three. Pet detective. Okay. It's the Crockett gives the boss a cup of coffee. So sorry, that was really let's loud. Let's get news done. Um, so what kind of news you got for me today, well, Brad? I, as always, I got like uh, churchy news and uh, I'll, take, I'll take the churchy news. Uh, addiction news. A church first. Actually, I don't have addiction. Churchy news. Okay, this is a cool one. The church just announced this week the revisions of the LDS hymn book coming soon to add a global flavor. So this green now found. this green book we're staring at, green hymn it's book. It's going to change? Yeah. And they're accepting... Uh, Come now found? You can, you can suggest uh, recommendations. Co-op? That's Those are my only two I want there. Oh. No, they're not in there. You can oh, hide a co-op and Come Now Fountain is in there. Oh, well, dude, I'll, the webpage, let me tell you, the webpage you can go to... To That'll be in there for sure. Recommend songs. Amazing Grace is um, uh, newmusic.lds.org, and you can recommend. My son wants to do some Johnny Cash gospel oh, music. How rad would that be? We all know I love Johnny Cash. Wouldn't that be good? Mama sing bass. Oh wait, Daddy <laughs> sing bass. Jesus, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Dude, he's got some great gospel he's songs. He's got amazing seas. So newmusic.lds.org, and uh, they're gonna research. And I, they're I gonna, just want to come down. Found. I want to sing it every Sunday. Okay. Well, dude, get on that website. That's not part of your social media fast. No. That uh, how's that no going? Fast. By the way, I'm, I'm I'm just out. You're not just fasting anymore. No, this is a lifelong commitment. To How never, long has it been? Um, two months exactly, I think. How, how has that been in your life? Well, I was just explaining this to someone last night that, you know, it's the best decision I've ever made. This it, is shocking because you guys... You guys... It, it, Jay... You can't even go back and find me. I'm on Facebook still because I haven't taken wedding I know, photos but you off. really weren't on Facebook. It was Instagram. It was Instagram. I fight with people on Facebook over that's true. policies and government. Yeah. Instagram was all self ego. It was you. You posted a lot, and, and like, dude, every day I get like five forwards from you. Yeah. Right? Like oh a, yeah. Oh. Forwards, yeah. Like yeah. Um, I mean, you shared. Uh, I. I'm gonna confess to you. I just even look at them. Yeah, but a lot of people do, and we <laughs> have a lot of fun. Like people. Uh, this person yesterday, I was telling about it. Um, she was like, "Well, don't you miss the? Uh, what are they called? Why can't I even think of what they're called? The little short clips. Um, GIFs. Oh, stories. Sto- no. They have a term. I'm so out of the game. I yeah, don't even know, man. Uh-huh. All I know is I look back through my pictures, and let's just say I don't have as many selfies over the last two months. In your phone, it sounds. So yeah. all the photos that you took of yourself were for social media. Yep. For, well, interesting. Self-absorbed. So be honest now. When I used to make fun of you for the selfies, what was your reaction? I was st- At the time, I thought I was totally righteous in my decisions, just like most okay. people do when they're sinning. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I just keep telling people, I'm like, gosh, it feels... I'm like... You feel unsa- better. I, well, not do you feel I, like you're out of the loop at all? Um, FOMO. You got FOMO? I don't have FOMO at all, but I'm definitely out of the loop, but I have no fear of being out of the loop. Okay. It's weird. So when I was in it, I had fear of being out of the loop. Now that I'm out of it and really I'm out of the loop, I have zero fear. What's interesting, selfishly, I'm like, I wonder what Jay's doing, because like, I always knew what you were doing. I think I do what you're doing. Yeah. Whether it was, yeah. Because I would post so much, that especially on the yeah. stories, you're like, oh, I know what they're doing. It's cool. Yeah. But now I feel like, I'm oh, way more engaged in, with people. He's arriving in Burbank. <laughs> yeah. I can see him. <laughs> I'm literally, I literally am more engaged with people now. I have less fear of myself. Um, I have less fear during the day. And 
And to be honest, like, I've gone through a lot of, like, interesting little mini challenges every day. Can you stop, pause real quick? Because yeah. ironically, I'm going to post this on our story of our Instagram because I got to do that now. Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry, that's a picture. Hold on. I'm it's a good-looking picture. Okay, so what about your social media? Fast? Okay, it's not a fast. This is a permanent decision I made two months ago to eliminate bison flesh, which was my personal account. So I can say that now because you're not going to find it. It's gone. It's been X'd from Instagram's history. Best decision I ever made. I don't have fear of missing out. What happened? Uh, it's just like short. I've, I've got to like oh. upload it and do the next one. Dude, I don't know how to work this thing. I can do live. Just do it live. We're just going to do it live. We're recording the other one live. Pause. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, forget yeah. that one's oh, going. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. Sorry, for guys. Silence. Sorry. We're, you know, he's trying to film me while I'm doing this. Anyways, best decision I ever made. I got off Instagram because I had a lot of fear and and self, uh, self-doubt self in my life all the time, and I, I didn't it, connect you, them. But you came across it so confident. For sure. That's the that's the irony of okay. this big web that happens. You think you think that you you come off with confident posts, you come out with inspirational stuff to say, but inside fear every day, um, feelings of doubt, feelings of self like pity and fear of missing out, whatever it is, and yet now that I'm actually missing out, right, like completely out of the loop, have no idea what's going on. Because I'm like, hey, did you hear about this? And I'm and like, like, no, oh. what happened? But but it's cool because you're like, you don't care. You're like, oh yeah, what uh, what is it? Like I literally don't care as much anymore, right? Okay. Like and we're, when I was, so like I was saying, I don't have fear of missing out. I just miss out, and I'm like, cool. And then when you tell me, I'm like, oh no way. Or I'm like, yeah, don't care. Like I literally don't care. Where before I was so engaged because I was thriving on that instant endorphin boost or whatever it is that it does to our ego. And that I, I needed a new one all the time. That's why the message is needed. I'm trying to realize post. this. I needed something new instantaneously. I need to be fed instantly. Okay. Right? All the time. And now, since doing that, I've plugged, I've done the same intensity, but like, this sounds cheesy, but with the church stuff, which, oh, what do you know? It's going to make you feel better. Definitely. Like, I plug in. So I the just amount of time in, you were using. The amount of time media. I now press play. Okay. Or I'm reading my So when you get that trigger of like, oh, I want to check out a picture. In the beginning, there was a trigger. That first two, three weeks were awkward. I'd grab my phone and there was nothing there. Cause, and I want to go, back in the day, I've done this, right? I deleted it for yeah. six months. I mean, deleted the app. I never deleted it, right. my account. So I wanted to, um, so this time, when I would, when I delete, I'd pick up my phone and I'd want to go to YouTube or a game or whatever. And I would just, I'd stop. I'd go, wait, I don't want to do, like, this is a permanent thing. Like, I deleted my account. If I go on YouTube right now instead of this, then I'm just going to do the same thing. So did you delete YouTube too? No, well, no, so because okay. YouTube, I learn a lot. I mean, that's like a fixed thing okay. around the house. But um, but there was a couple times, like, with the motorcycle stuff, right, yeah. when I just bought a motorcycle, I wanted to learn things, mm-hmm. but then I'd find myself on there longer, and it was interesting. I noticed the same feeling started to come back of insecurities and kind of, like, emptiness and, like, loneliness, just on YouTube, watching something like about motorcycle. It had nothing to do with social media. Mm-hmm. But unplugging from my reality, I think, reality, my family, my work, whatever it is I should have been engaged with, and just sitting on there, I started to feel those insecurities come back. So I'd, I'd turn it off. Like, whoa. Whoa, well, you're and I'm sensitive like, to that feeling. Well, you were I'm, able to recognize it. Now I can recognize it all the time. And like today and yesterday, there was a time yesterday when I was fasting, and like I haven't fasted in a long time, just FYI. I've been quite denial of that for a while and I finally started doing it and halfway through my day I noticed that like I was I was kind of grudgingly going through it I'm like what's the point if you're going to be like Lemon Lemuel so I stopped and said a prayer and then the last nine hours of that fast was the easiest ever 
You know, it was like, a, anyways. And so I don't think I could have, I don't, I know for a fact that I couldn't have got through some of the challenges I've had in the last 60 days if I was still on Instagram, if I was still on Facebook, because I, I, I would have, I guess I could have got through them, but I would have escaped through them, if that makes sense. I would have numbingly gone through them. I would have been angry through them. I would have been pissed off through them. I would have been sad through them. I would have been pity me. And I've already had those feelings. So, so but alone, they would have been magnified. Uh, at, so I have some more questions. Yeah. This isn't Ask the Attic, but you're diving into it on here. Yeah. Um, when you posted, because uh, was it was it to get the feedback back? Like Yeah. It's uh, such a web of, like, so many levels. Was there so, was a lot of levels? There were times where... Can I try to analyze why I post, why I go on, and I've got, again, I got, like, this account for next to the podcast. You're watching it on our live feed. Um, so I try to do that. I got surfboard brand. I there were some times I'd want to post. I was having such a good time with my family that I'm like, I want to show this, like, moment. I want to have it for me forever, yeah, right? Yeah, which is I would good, capture it, right? That's yeah. good. Uh, then I realized... The, there were those moments, and there were some that, like, I was just pure vain. I'm like, um, I'm, I, I would remember, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, you wake up and you're feeling empty, and you're like, so you go on there, and you're like, if you, if you start posting on a regular basis, like every day, like one post a day, you f you'll start to realize, like, there's nothing going on in your day, so you'll create something. So that you could post? Yes. Okay. You're like, I need to post something today. Like, I want to post, like, I want to be engaged. I want to, like, do something. And a lot of that, like, some of it was really, like, some of it was good intentions, like my spiritual stuff or recovery, like that stuff I was really trying to help other people. But then some of it, when I was like doing the weight loss, it became, I, at first it started that way, like I want to inspire people, like you I want to help. You did, though. I did, I yeah. did, but yeah. it also became very vain. Okay. It also it was like. It turned on you? Or it yeah, turn on yeah, you? of course, because now I'm hashtagging things like men's health and women's health. Well, why am I hashtagging that? Like, that's not. I was always wondering about that. Too. Right? Well, that's why. Okay. Because you want more followers. It became this obsession. And then I'm like, and, th and then I, but the funny thing is I still judge those people who have accounts <laughs> where that's all they're doing, and yet I was slowly becoming that. So this irony of just like being pulled in directions that like I don't, I literally wake up and I'm not pulled in any direction besides what I have to get done that day. And if I say my prayers and read my scriptures, I usually end up, you know, having a better day now. We're, there was no, I told someone in that church the other day, they're like, oh, how's that going? And I, I want to do that. And they're like congratulating me. I'm like, put it this way. Why tempt yourself? It's like on a diet, right? It's like getting like getting off all you know the sugar and stuff, but then still going to the donut store, buying your favorite <laughs> donut, and then driving around all day with it. With a donut. Why? Why put yourself in a situation where you have to make a decision, right? Make the decision like we tell the youth. Make a decision before that opportunity comes to make a bad choice or good choice. Then you're 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 more likely to make a good decision. But what I'm saying is, by xing it out, it's no longer. I already made the decision. Now every day is that much better. I don't have to, because I found myself not, I couldn't. Over the last year and a half, no matter how spiritual I was with the meetings or anything, I wasn't reading my scriptures at all. At all. Because there was zero instant gratification from reading the scriptures. There's zero. It, unless you have the spirit with you. Right? But if you're trying to obtain the spirit, that's why people have a hard time gravitating to it, because it, it only comes through levels of sacrifice, right? To start feeling and seeing things the way they're supposed to be. So now when I pick them up, I can get it instantly. Like, three paragraphs, I'm going... I gotta, I gotta like call someone, tell them about this. This is amazing. I'm remembering all these words in here that. And I, you attribute a big chunk of that to drop in social media. Oh, I, I, I literally contribute. I, I think life's all about laying things on the altar, right? I'm learning that. I've only been a member for 13 years, so no expert in Mormonism, Christianity, like doctrine of the church or whatever. But I do believe that the more I lay on God's altar, meaning sacrifice and get rid of, even though the things aren't necessarily bad, because I remember the Spirit telling me. 
this is not necessarily evil by any stretch, but it's it, by doing so you're going to know God closer. You're going to have a close relationship to Christ. And and but I also remember feeling like shame, like that could have been used for so much good. Instead, there was so much vain with mine, and there was so much just not even vain. It was just idleness. Like really, it was just pure idleness for me. For me, and, and how ironic! I'm on Instagram right now doing this. How ironic! In, this inspiring other. People. This is the only thing. So it's funny but because it, I I even told people like I didn't make a post about any of this like. A lot of people when they leave, they like they want to yeah. tell. I don't feel like I have being a on lot so- of friends I've seen where they've done it like multiple times. I'm, I didn't want to be they that do guy. Do that post. I know. And then like four months later, there's another there, post. Here they are again. Hey, by the way, I'm back. And everyone goes, ha ha, welcome back. <laughs> it's like they're all sick together. Like, hey, yeah, welcome back. We're all sick. Like, hey, welcome back to the donut store. We're all eating here. Come on in. Like, I, I just, I, I didn't think I could do it, and it was such a sacred thing that, like, because I really felt inspired to do it, and I don't think everyone should. But isn't that like President Nelson yeah. said, like the seven day fast for the youth, and then see how you feel, like so, like do an experiment, go. take I, a break from fake, my, my, yeah. and then you did that, but then you've done it a few times. I've done it a few times. I've taken inspired. the experiments, and every time I, I never replaced it with the right thing. So okay. I would just go to YouTube, or I'd go to game, or I would go to whatever. LinkedIn, same thing, right? It's just okay. now business and I'm whatever. <laughs> now I haven't even touched it, any of it. And um, and when I'm on YouTube, I get off real quickly because I start to feel instantaneous shame, guilt, sadness, FOMO, fear of missing out. I start to feel all those feelings come when I'm not plugged in now. And those feelings used to be a daily thing. I'd wake up with them, go to bed with them. Now they're, they're fleeting moments. And that piece... You know, for someone like me who's an addict in recovery, like, that could be life or death. But I think it can also be there for the, you know, the person who's never been addicted to drugs, alcohol, or sex, or any of those things. Getting off social media can literally connect you to your savior in a way is that, that uh, you know, you don't even know about yet because I didn't know about it. And the last two months has been, I've seen miracles in my life just in reading. And I, I wouldn't even read. I mean, I was so instant. I was becoming a millennial. Like, you know, like, I needed to have it now, now, now. And uh, now I can just plug in and go, okay, this may take a while before I, the spirit kicks in, but I'm willing to wait. I'll read seven chapters if that's what it takes. Sometimes it's in three paragraphs. Sometimes it's an hour of running, listening to the scriptures or a talk. And uh, best decision I ever made, never go back. Cool. Um, so um, the next article I have is on our Facebook page. That's why I storm. <laughs> I feel silly doing that. But hey, we got to get the word out. Actually, uh, on a side note, this isn't new. This is kind of news related to the podcast is um, there's a group. Uh, I don't mention names, but there's a group of LDS podcasters that are compiling a list to create like a network of an LDS, LDS channel. Like an LDS channel. Um, pro pro LDS because when we first I think I told you what that was one of your biggest things my biggest things is the only podcast I listen to is somewhat Mormon related besides Richie T Stedman's the Cultural Hall and you really loved it I liked his but there's a couple others that were basically like hey uh, we left the church or like it's reality they were sheep's and wolves in sheep's clothing yeah, a foot in the church so they could say they're Mormon but they were basically telling people how to leave the church and everything was wrong with the church and so. Um, it's good to see that there's quite a bit of other LDS podcasters, um, but they're gonna these dudes that have more time than we have are gonna create some network, and and I and I wholeheartedly want it because one of our challenges is we have a quite a big listening audience, but we don't get a lot of social media love because I doubt people are like, hey, uh, check out this sweet one on a see what me and my wife have been doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. like hey, re- you might want to check this one out on sexual addiction. There's, there's still yeah, there's still some anonymity there. There's not a lot of sharing of our episodes, but. 
not comparison to the amount of listeners we have. The actual downloads. All over the world. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't shared it, uh, share it, you know. But I understand maybe why they don't. Um, but they need to understand but that, like. maybe if we can get on with these other podcasters yeah. and we can it'll, get the, it'll get the, the audience better. Yeah. Because uh, I think we're doing some good from our emails to people. For sure. Emails back. I, okay. I know uh, we are. The next one. You like uh, uh, yoga? Love yoga. What you know? What the uh, the what what the philosophy of yoga and ego is like? What what very e- similar. What, what are they? What is yoga supposed to do to your ego? It's supposed to eliminate it, right? That's right. The ego is considered an obstacle as long as it is in charge. And then there was this article where they actually studied yoga um, in a group, and it said the people's egos actually got bigger <laughs> from doing yoga. What? <laughs> Because, yeah, they they become like they're better than other people. Yes, it was a very uh, much ego so sneaky. Uh, yeah, so um, I gotta plug this book. I, I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to, but dude, it's, called, it's called it's uh, called one of our friends shared it with us, our mutual friends, and uh, it's called Ego is the Enemy. Look it up on iTunes. I did the audio book, and it was one of those books that I gotta go press play again because there's just so much that I don't even know if I captured it. It was just amazing, and and uh, if you're an addict like me. Or you're a spouse of an addict, you need to hear it. Everyone needs to hear it. This guy relates every every person in history um, how they either rose to great you know heights because of the conquering of their ego, or their ego took everything from them. Like the Howard Hughes of the wow. world, born into wealth, by the time he died, he lost everything because and died a miserable drug addict, alcoholic, psychopath death, where he lost everything. Was, everything was gone in a matter of one lifetime. Well, I thought that was interesting on yeah. the yoga because I that's enjoy crazy. doing yoga, and I do know that's the promise of it. But um, well, you know, it's, they they try to teach, but the the also article also said maybe we're practicing it wrong. So that's what I'm saying. I like, think we're I, not doing it like the Buddhists. So the actual exercise and the breathing, yes, is amazing. But when they start teaching philosophies of men, when I'm in the yoga class, it seems like I'm getting a sermon. Yes. from the person oh, that's up front. In fact, I, I I used to thrive off it when I wasn't living the gospel. You're amazing. You're this. Oh, I loved it because like I was not getting that from my spiritual studies, right? So therefore, I needed that. My soul still needed it, so I was yearning for more. And by going there, I'm like, yeah, this is great. But you know what? It didn't sustain. Well, you know what? Right now, like I just got done saying, for the last six, 60 plus days, I've filled more than sustain. My cup runneth over by the end of the day. Well, that's all the news I have. Marvin, I'm an addict. What's up, Marvin? Marvin. I love step one. Um, I didn't when I got here, though. Um, When I got here, I was so angry at everyone and everything for all the stuff that I did, right? Because everyone was, like, mad at me, but I was angry at them for being mad at me. Like, it's crazy. Um, My first ARP meeting, I walked in, and it was the San Clemente meeting, and it was... It was, um, it was step one, and it was honesty. And I remember sitting there and, and just kind of being, you know, preoccupied with my thoughts like we just read and thinking about my next fix. And um, for me, that's cocaine. Um, but for others, you know, there's all kinds of different things that people get into. But um, the reason why I mention that is because I couldn't stop my head. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about the drug. Um, I was obsessed. And that obsession led me to waking up in a blackout from cocaine on Christmas Day. And I had destroyed my entire house. And um, 
in that moment, in, in that moment of loneliness and, and desperation, I reached out and I said a prayer to the Lord because everything up to that point, like I was doing it on my own. Like that was my best judgment leading me to that point. I asked him for help. And uh, when I went to that meeting, I, I, I was reading this with, with everyone else and I just started crying. Like I couldn't stop crying because I had hurt so many people, my wife especially, and, and that all kind of came to the surface. You know, because once you put down whatever substance, I don't care if you're using pornography or whatever, the spirit's going to come back. And, and that spirit hit me in the form of my daughter. She was, I think, four at the time, and I was, I was like at my lowest point, and she came up to me, and she gave me the best hug that a daughter can give, and I felt it. Like, I felt it for the first time because I had been so numb and cut off from the spirit and love that to just hug my daughter and feel her and be there in that moment was like a sign for me that I needed to change. And uh, I love step one because it, it's all about getting honest. I had a conversation with a guy today um, who couldn't see the problem, you know, um, with, with his problem. And, you know, you... <laughs> There's a saying, you know, the definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's exactly like, like, that's the case with this guy. And, and I see this and he cannot see it because he's in that, in that space in his head where he can't get out of that, you know. And, and so I'm trying to help him see for himself, like, what's been happening and and it's hard when you're in that spot because you got a, a lot of anger, a lot of fear. And if you're like me, you know you've you've hurt everyone in your life, so you have no one else to turn to, you know? So it's hard to ask for that help and to to just reach out and admit like, "Hey, maybe my way is not good." <laughs> you know, I know for for me it wasn't. Um I was listened to a conference talk about um how people like go through their lives and just kind of like go along with the stream. Well, for me, my addiction, it was like I was just swimming upstream my entire life. And it was only until I gave up and surrendered to my heavenly father that I was actually able to achieve peace in my life where that head would just shut off. Um, because that obsession of the mind I'm talking about was real for me, you know, I would co like constantly think about what I was doing and what I wanted to do. And for an alcoholic or an addict, that's the worst place you can be. And I like how it says in here, preoccupation with unworthy behavior can lead to unworthy behavior. It's like, well, duh, I was thinking about it and now I'm gonna do it. And that's kind of how my life was. And, and I'm so glad that I was able to humble myself and come to one of these meetings and just feel the spirit. Um, I felt it through you guys and all your guys' shares because while I was angry and pissed off at everyone, God had a plan for me. And it came through you guys and through the spirit whispering to my heart that I was, I was in the right room, being right where I needed to be when I needed to be there.
And if you're new, like tonight, if you're feeling anything of anger, loneliness, sorrow, whatever, this program can change you. This program will change you if you let it. These steps are laid out for a reason. Step one is all about getting honest. And if you can get honest with yourself, then you're un you can be unstoppable in this program because that's what it's all about. Step one is the foundation. Then you got step two and one through 12, you know, but it all starts with the foundation of step one. I, I read a scripture when I, when I came in here into ARP, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear people saying, oh, read the scriptures. Like I heard them, but I didn't really hear them. Like, oh, read the scriptures. I'm like, yeah, okay, that works for you because you're like a bishop and you do this like every day. Like, how does that apply to me? I started reading the scriptures little by little and I couldn't read a lot. But when I started that, that's when my life started to get better. And then I started listening to conference talks. And in those conference talks, they said that the scriptures can immunize you against the power of addiction and, and any other mind-numbing things. And for me, that kind of struck a chord because I've been experiencing that. And I was reading in Alma 1320 the other day, and it said, behold, the scriptures are before you. If ye will rest them, it shall be to your own destruction. That like was, that hit me like a ton of bricks. That's how the spirit works with me. It's like, no, dude, you're stupid. Like you need to like read the scriptures or you're going to die. And that's literally what it comes down to for me. Everyone's kind of different. You know, if you can't read the scriptures, listen to them because they're the words of God and his, and his son who died for all of us in this room. And he loves each and every one of us. And he wants us to return home. I know that this program is continuing to save my life. And it's continuing to save a lot of people in this room. So if you're new, I ask that you just open your mouth and share what's going on in your life. Because if you don't share, nothing's going to change. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I got some questions for you tonight, Jay. What kind of questions do you have for uh, me, sir? Well, the first one is... Uh, first of all, nice haircut, by the way. Thank you. Uh, everyone Brad. loves Lexi and Lexi's haircut, so she is my... She's my uh, your personal hair cosmetologist. Yeah. And you're my stylist. Yeah, so I yeah. go to you for... Uh, it's Advice. great. You guys are both there. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're looking good. Um, if I posted more selfies, you'd be able to see it. <laughs> if you were more, if you had an ego like me, <laughs> I have no ego. I'm, I'm, I wish I had more. Go. Anyways, uh, the first one I have is we're we're getting more and more listener emails and direct messages. Great. A theme of this last week's one has been a lot of. We've inspired a lot of people to go start meetings in their local areas. Yeah, a lot of people and then being us. be engaged or or they're like, hey, you know, I'm going back to my meeting that was quote mediocre, and how do I make it better? 
So these are the, the question I have for you that is recapping a few of them is I'm going to my meeting, but uh, it's it's not there's not a lot of people with recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a lot of people like the bishops don't know about it in the area. Uh, so these are facilitators. The bishops don't know about it. No one knows about it in my area. What would you say to those persons? Well, and and I and I guess I would caveat it. Maybe they're not breaking anonymity because like I that's just, one different yeah. view is if you're the advice would I think be how this all started right. Like you heard me. I mean, yeah, you got your calling, but then at the same time, it was around the same time you heard me share from the pulpit that I hey I wouldn't have known about it without yeah. you breaking anonymity. You would have just assumed there was already a meeting going. Let's good with that. So first things first, I think when you asked me that question, first thing that came to my mind. It's like Alma the Younger or Ammon or any of these amazing guys. When when they got when they found recovery in a sense, like when they found the gospel and they found repentance and the atonement, they had to, they were then commanded to go right back into the land that was empty. They didn't go to the church and teach people. Like they went to the land where it was empty and and was hard. What I'm getting at is a lot of opposition, a lot of challenge. They were the only ones, some of them at times, preaching. And um, I think. That goes in the next part, which is if you're trying to pe- preach and yet keep your anonymity, um, it's not going to work. You know, anonymity, to be honest, was there, it says in the big book, only because the demand would have been too high for the original 100 founders of AA. But they said in the co- there will come a time basically when it's not necessary. In my opinion, in the gathering of Israel like we're in the last days, I don't think, I think anonymity is holding the work up from the Lord. And he's required those of us he's given recovery to. That we're in the vineyard. This is our part of the vineyard, and if we hold back our, if we hold back our, our miracle, our recovery, then you're not going to be able to serve as as. Uh, there's no way. There's, you I've won't said, be able to. Serve. I said hide your recovery under a bushel. That's it. You won't. You just won't. And not only will it be not beneficial, as beneficial for your own life, because you won't be doing step twelve for sure. Um, you only be doing it if people come to the meetings, and that's once again, if you don't have a meeting, then you can't do it. So, like, if you're trying to get that started, then guess what? A lot can happen with one person, one man, one woman, and all you got to do is go out there and start sharing your testimony. Imagine if you went so every sacrament and said it. You know, I mean, every fast Sunday said it from the pulpit. Imagine every gospel doctrine you found a way to tie in your recovery, like I do. You hear me? You do, I do all it all the time. time. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, this is my only story. I got other stories I could share. No, it, but it th- these are life changing stories, right? I would say. Because there may be some people that aren't ready for a variety of reasons, but if you pray about it, get that personal revelation to see if it's time for you. If but at a minimum, pricked, yeah. you could go to the bishops. Yes. Because and you could say, hey, here's go to stake president, go to the bishops, people you're comfortable with that may keep it in confidence. Say, hey, mm-hmm. just so you know, here's the benefits that I have through our meeting. We need some people to come, educate them. They don't know, and we have a top-down quote management style of the church, but. President Nelson, our prophet, said, good revelation comes after good information. So if they're not getting the information, they're not going to receive that revelation. I was going to say, that's what the apostles do, right? They have people bring them topics. They have experts come and give them information and teach them and about really, it. And really, if you look at the scriptures I was reading the other day, Alma the prophet, or one of them that was the judge and the prophet, right? They would come to him and give him, I can't remember where it was, but it's somewhere in Alma, they would, they would do that very thing. Right. They would bring, the people would say, hey, the Lamanites are doing X, Y, and Z. They're coming close to our borders again. Women are being taken, children. And then he would then pray about a decision. Okay, we need to go to war. It's kind of like that same thing. Listen, if that's a good point, Brad. 
bring it up to your bishops, bring it up, you know, if you can get to your state president, bring it. Guess what, man? This is not like some CEO like that like is going to have a secretary blow you off. It may take you a few times, but if you really feel pricked in your heart, right? Like I did, I felt pricked. What got me to say cuz we were new in the ward, if I knew at that point I could have just slid under the radar, still gone to my meetings in another stake, and blah, 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 and maybe share it with some close people if I became friends with them. But I, I just watched a 20-something-year-old, young, beautiful girl show up to the meeting for 70-something days, go to her father's house that was up in Washington, and then die. And I watched her parents come and share. And I remember thinking, like, what if I would have befriended her? What if I would have, you know, what if, what if, what if? And now there was, no, there was no opportunity to go back at that point, right, with that person. But it hit me pretty hard. And I was like, you know, i got to start sharing this. And I, I remember covenanting with her mom. Um, and I told her that I will share my story for the rest of my life and uh, in hopes that, you know, maybe one person won't die. Well, because of that, we have a meeting in our stake and neighboring stakes, I would say, and this podcast. So good on you. Is there something that I repeat in my mind all the time that maybe you listener can do? It, and it's compelled me to do some things that are very uncomfortable. If not me, who? If so, not now, when? I don't know who said that. Yeah, no, but I've heard that a lot. But like, for some reason, that goes through my brain a lot. Like, if it's not going to be me, then who? And if it is someone else, then then go talk to him about it. But if it's not me, then who's going to do it? And then if not now, when will it be done? So mm-hmm. maybe say that to yourself. That's huge. All right, the next topic I want to get into has been on my mind is apostasy, personal apostasy. Mm-hmm. I was reading, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to give the website, but this, it was a public website. Um, don't give them any credit if they're anti. Um, I, d- I don't know if they're anti, but I think they've uh, slipped down that road. Um, it's a dark road. And, and so I'm going to read a couple of things, and I want to get your feedback on the it. The slope is slippery. Yeah. As they say. You've had some times of apostasy in your oh, life. Oh, yeah. And there's like but it's weird. Like physical I, I apostasy, never, spiritual yeah, apostasy. Mine were always spiritual. Physically, I always went. I never yeah, there's a, I think there's a physical apostasy and a spiritual, and they're kind of tied to each other. One comes before the other. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, I, and it, this spawned on me because you like Jordan Peterson? Love him. So Jordan Peterson did a debate with this guy named Sam Harris, who's a famous atheist. And, and Sam Harris is like, look, atheism isn't a belief in anything. All it is is I don't believe in something. It's not a belief in something. He's not like, you have to believe in something. He's like, all I'm saying as an atheist is I don't believe in it. It's like saying I'm anti-communist. Okay, well, then what do you believe? What yeah, government we'll are you into? Yeah, let's hear what and you're then like, uh, nothing. We're nothing. Like, then it's nothing. He, he literally said, Sam Harris said, atheism is nothing. It's just saying I don't believe something. Um, and so what I have, that really piqued me because I have known people that have left the church and I'm like well what do you believe and they're like nah, I don't know like so you got to have faith like I lost my faith well what's your faith in now so so I just had a conversation with someone about that let's get into that so I'm going to read this and get your opinion so over a year ago I was feeling stagnant spiritually this person said and in life I was almost 30 years old I was unmarried no job freshly graduated from college and about to be kicked out of the young single adult ward and sent in the mid singles version oh uh, my recent relationship of three years had ended abruptly mm. when uh, that person informed me that I simply couldn't marry a person who, was, who, never wanted, who may never want children. I understood, but I was devastated nevertheless. Um, and then this person uh, around that same time met another person. They began a casual courtship, and it was around that time that they, that, uh, um, let's see. Um, I 
ask if they, they started talking about uh, something about like they were they were started discussing their doubts together mm-hmm. about knowing something spiritually um, so on and so forth and so basically she basically said I don't believe in the church anymore um, I decided to not be an active member of the church and this is a the and, and then this theme I've heard from many people and have seen it written and I've heard it I will tell you this, however, the last year and a half has been the most painful and darkest days of my life. I never cried so much, lost so much sleep, spent more time on my knees in books and counsel with authorities um, in communication with God than I had during those days. I read, pondered, and searched, and read, pondered, more prayed, fasted, read, pondered. I felt as though my head and heart were going to explode, but I still left the church. Like that, as they as they decided to leave the church. What what you you're kind of mumbling over there? Because I'm just thinking. I'm like, I'm thinking of my last sixty days, and I'm thinking, and I'm not. Once again, I'm not trying to be an ego here, but I'm telling you, when you press, when you fast, pray, and study with the faith to actually saying, I don't know the answer, but I trust you know the answer, and your authorities know the answer. Your authorities key, right? The brethren with the priesthood or the women in your life that have, you know, that are, that are in callings above you, your release society president. There's nothing but an answer, and there's nothing but peace that comes instantaneously. I've seen that in my life. I've seen it in so many people's life. But if you go and you, and you, and you're, I don't, this, this commandment doesn't make me feel good. This church history, that little section doesn't make me feel good. And when you don't, when you start, reading fasting fasting and praying because of things don't feeling good well you know what you're gonna you're gonna go down what that person went to and i've never and first of all that's the most the reason why i was smiling at first not because that's sad it's sad and uh it's sad that that person did that to themselves it's sad that they that they were led astray and it's sad that that they were carefully led you know to unless they repent and change their ways they're gonna be miserable not about hell it's about misery in this life they're gonna have no peace she said it or he said it and no peace i have heard that exact quote from like 10 of my friends that used to be I've heard that a lot too they literally say the same thing but after fasting and after praising and they always will say I feel there's never a complete knowledge these these people that leave the church people in the church talk about knowledge right it's always I know I know the church is true I know this I know that I've had a witness I've had this you know I've tried this commandment out I've received faith and answers through faith and now it's a testimony it's something I know because I've tried the scientific method these people that leave, usually based on feelings that they don't feel good, when they leave, they still don't know. Right? Like right. This person, I don't know. So my friend last night who I was talking about this exact subject said, well, I don't know. And, and it, it almost became off like I was trying to be argumentative. I'm like, no, I'm not, like, I'm not ju- like questioning you like a, like a judge. Like, tell me. Like, I'm trying to help you understand you don't know. Like, what are you doing? And I really wanted to know. It was like really, I, I, so I kept saying, well, what do you mean you don't know? Like, you made a definite decision to go after 31 years, 30 years of in the church to then changing your entire posterity's future. Not just your life. If you have, are lucky enough to have a posterity with kids, you've, you've altered that for eternity. If you continue. Like, like continue on the path. Continue, I literally left. I left. And, and then I and said, well, I don't. And so I said, well, what started it? I, and I'm, this person's been through a lot. Trial of a divorce, right? Sucks, painful. Was the victim in that divorce, you know, mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects. We heard someone share tonight about how pain, uh, the exact quote is, um, 
pretty, pretty profound because spouses of addicts yeah, feel come this. all the time, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember where I wrote it down. But basically, doubts when that period of pain comes in and maybe what you anticipated what the Lord had in, sh- in share for you doesn't come to fruition, mm. then then you just doubt everything. That's and so that's why this is it. She said that. That's so yeah. so I, I go to my friend last night and I say, I, I, I want, I've always thought this. I've talked about it and I've with Lexi, you know, and I've about this person because we care about the both, you know, this person. And and since, you know, they're no longer in the church. And I, finally, I had all to myself and I said, do you think do you think that this gnarly trial in your life has led to then now you questioning, you know, history? I mean, because you've been a member your whole life. You've been active. You went to seminary. You graduated, right? Okay, yeah. You went to BYU. Graduated. Okay. So did and you went to mission prep and all that stuff. You didn't go on a mission, but you would go to those classes institute regularly. Yeah. I'm like, so did you just not know about this one history church? Because it was always that. Well, yeah, this one, this this little bit of church history just did make me feel good, and so I'd always put it on a shelf. And once again, right after this divorce. Decided to start in pull examining. That, pull that off the shelf. Pull that off the shelf and let's examine it. You know, I'm going to rid through my life of anything. You know, it's, it's just like this cleaning house can be really healthy, right? Where we're like, we're not going to be a victim anymore. And that's healthy for people. But sometimes the ego creeps in and even there. When you're trying to be humble and trying to be submissive and yet you're trying to better your life, you can get ego in that even, right? And so then you start questioning God's anointed, Right from the past, not even in the present, let alone the present, right? But the past. And this person did that and said, hey, I went to the church's website and I read this and I didn't know that and I felt like I was lied to and this and I said, when did someone tell you it didn't happen? I I don't know. Because you're a convert. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, did you really not know that? She goes, well, I didn't know. And I feel like, because she, you know, this person said, I was lied to. And I'm going, okay, who told you? When did you ask? About that exact thing, and someone, t- what, because you kept saying the church lied to you. Well, no one lied to me. I just, I didn't know about it, I guess. I'm like, okay, well, so, so let's get that clear, because I think you're, you're marrying this thing together in, in, in an unjust way. Let's, let's dissect it. You, you, there's a part of church history you never just chose to learn the full details about. You, let's just say you trusted but you didn't feel right about it. But you trusted your well, leaders to not yeah. really expound upon it because you didn't really want to know about it. We're all kind of bored by history, period. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. all the nuances yeah. of and, yeah. what but happened. Except yeah. for those that aren't, right? And, yeah, and those who aren't, they go read this stuff, the same history, the yeah. same website, and they, they talk about, like I did, I just finished a rough stone rolling about the prophet Joseph Smith. Yeah. And my testimony of him is even bigger. I didn't think it could get better. I didn't think, I honestly, when I started that, I'm like, I'm kind of just doing it because I want to read something spiritual because I used to be on Instagram and you read something thick. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's such a long book. And anyway, and, and you know, I, I left after that book going, my life, I, I didn't think it can get stronger in Joseph Smith. Now I'm even, you know, I'm convinced that everything he did was inspired at this point. And, um, and so I started talking to this person, and you basically we come down to it. We get down to the brass tacks. This person is basing their lives about kind of like they did in the Book of Mormon when Nahor was going around talking about feelings. And like, you know, you don't need to do this. You're saved now. It's all about the feel-good principle of the gospel, the born-again style, which we need. And, you know, certain born-again led me to the church, right? Mm-hmm. But they teach about feelings, right? Put your hand up. Say you're forgiven. It feels good. It feels good to believe that. 
Like, you want it to be that simple because it's really hard. It really mm-hmm. is. Like, life's hard. You know you've made a bad decision. You've been a victim to a lot of horrible things. If it could be that easy, it would be really nice. Like, and yeah. so th- this person now has taken church. You know, it's basically they're going off of what makes them feel good. So well, what do you know? After 30 years of not drinking, well, I tried drink. feels good. Now I drink it and I feel good. Don't worry, I'm not going to become an alcoholic like all those people on Tuesday night, this person said to me. You think I am, huh? I'm like, when did I say that? <laughs> I'm like, why would you say that? I never said that. I said, I know you will. I said, eventually it'll leave you uh, empty. Whether you're an alcoholic or not, it'll never give you. What it's giving you today eventually will not give you that. And uh, I said, so basically you're decided to live a life now filled based on your feelings. Well, yeah, because I... I I was wrong. Whenever I felt this way about my spouse, who then later I found out I was right, I had never felt good about this person, and I knew they were lying to me. See, see where they're being deceived? Yeah. They're, they're, they're taking two separate things, and they're marrying them together that are, that's, not, that's not just. It's not just to do that. Just because you felt about someone lying to you is not the same about, you know, feeling something that you chose not to learn anything about, and by the time you did, you're so bitter from this spouse. And Do you think it's disappointment in... I could, I can see, like... You can you see did, it happening. You, I check all the boxes. I go to seminary. Like, all the things you said. I go to yeah. seminary. I go to BYU. And I, I still the got, temple. This is my lot. I go this. I go this. And my spouse... This is my lot? Does this yeah. to me? Yeah. How, yeah. Um, it's victim. Then, it's ego. Then, it, like, you could, I could see how you could be mad at it. Totally. You'd have that's what I'm try- that's, well, and See, that's what I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to help this person realize... You're the one who's created this in your life, like in a sense. You're a or victim. someone else, or the spouse. Yeah, their free agency. But once too. again, like I read that book, the ego is the enemy. This is where ego, obviously, the, if a spouse is cheating and using drugs and alcohol, right? That person's obviously got insane ego. Yeah. But if the victim, right, of the spouse who finds out and then becomes bitter from it, yeah. they have an ego too, right? Because now they're condemning them as well as anyone like them. So all church members, if they're that's, in the church. That's interesting. Because right? that's what uh, we, we see. We're blessed to have a lot of spouses come to our meeting. Mm-hmm. And at first, they've, they always share. When they come here, they're like, it's your problem. You fix it. You do the steps. And then they do them themselves and realize they've got, a, they've got their own things to work on. Totally. And they need to apply the atonement to themselves. Um, 100%. No, and, and so this person... Because there's healing that has yeah. to happen on both sides. Exactly. And this person, the feel-good... The, the, trying to live your life based on feel-good principles, you were gonna, you're going to... You're in for a long haul, man. I've lived that life. I've, I've been addicted. I became... Not, not, it didn't, you don't... No one tries something and becomes addicted their first year. Like, it's very rare. I mean, heroin, some things, I guess you could. But a lot of things, like... They become habitual. Like, think there's so. I said so. so I said so. You, she said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do things that feel good, right?" And I'm like, okay, cool. So drugs make me feel good. Should I do them? Like, well, let's be honest. This person knows and is happy. I'm sober. And she, no, you, I mean, obviously not. Like, I'm like, okay. Well, why? Why are you allowed to do drink? Why are you allowed to drink? What's the difference? Is drug alcohol? What, can I go get a sip? Let's go get a beer. Would you drink with me right now? No. Well, because you're 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 this once again ego comparing. I'm not like you. You're like this. Okay. You're now being promiscuous and not living covenants you made in the temple, right? You're having sexual partners and stuff. So is that okay? Well, yeah. I'm like, I mean, like, I'm, this is making me feel good. Like, I'm not going to do it forever, but I'm living, I'm, this feels good now. Okay, so can I go do that? I'm married. Why can't I go do that? You say, you, 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 you well, because you're married. I'm not married. Oh, yeah, wait, but, but I'm, I was married under authority that you now denounced. Right? 
you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't call you can't call prophets that founded the church wrong, and then still say, well, no, you should still honor. Like you know what I mean? If if I really believe that Joseph Smith was led, was was a liar, then I would dedicate the rest of my life trying to save my family. Not people I don't know, because why are you going to do that? That's weird. But the loved ones that you have in that, I'm going to be like angelic, you know, or uh, evangelical, like where I'm trying to like save them, right? Wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Because if you think they're really being deceived, you, I I almost have more respect for people that do that. It's these people that like, they leave, but then they don't leave. They still associate it with it, but then they want to talk crap and they love to get you alone so they can talk to you about the things they don't believe, like these podcasts we were talking about. (laughs) It's like, listen, Hey, you let's know, go here. Be straightforward. You know, and, and you know, that's why we're talking about Jordan Peace, and he's really good at that, like logical, like, don't be disingenuous. If you want to, you know, don't relate things that aren't related, right? Separate the ego, separate the emotion. This this person you spoke with, did what do I go back to like, does she believe in God even? Yeah, so that I got okay. to that. I said, So where do, where do you believe in God now? So because right, we learn a lot. Every, that first vision changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, majority of people do not believe God the Father and Jesus Christ are two separate beings. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that was led into an interesting thing. She's like, well, I believe in God. Like, I believe. I said, so you still believe in him as a person? I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, do you believe in the sa- plan of salvation? And she didn't have a direct about, answer. What about the Bible? Well, right there was just that question of the plan of salvation. If she says yes, she knew this because she stopped talking. If she said yes, where did she learn the plan of salvation? She learned it through the church, mm-hmm. from the prophet Joseph Smith, who taught right. plan of salvation, right? Through prophets. Right. So you can't necessarily believe in that. You can't really, you know, if she said yes to that, so she didn't. She sat there for a little bit and said, well, I don't know. You know, real quickly, she wanted to say yes. Like, I, I believe doing good to others and, you know, happiness and service. Guess what? Where'd you learn that? Did you learn that? If, if I said the trees are the fruit, right? Like false. Well, well, yeah, but, you know, so-and-so was this and that. And I'm like, man, did you know he changed the vision? I'm like, dude, I'm like, how many times you told your divorce story? <laughs> how many times you told, right? Different people. I'm like, you, I, do you think you've told it the exact same time every time you've told it? And she's like, well, I mean, no. I'm like, but it, did it still happen? <laughs> she day. goes, right? Like, she's like, oh, well, yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know what I know. You know, I, I just know. So uh, here, interesting here is I heard I was watching some YouTube videos on some motocross videos. Yeah. Um, there's a freestyle motocross guy. Uh, his name, uh, oh, shit, I forgot his name. Um, the, uh, the Rob? It, no, I can't remember. But anyways. He, it was interesting. Twitch? He was a conver- it wasn't Twitch. Twitch was interviewing him. Oh yeah, that's right. That's um, about that guy. But but this guy was like, hey, he got really hurt. He was watching Joel Osteen on TV, and he, this guy was not religious. Kind of like grew up like you, right? Wild. Like, no religion. Totally wild. Like metal militia, right? Like <laughs> these guys are gnarly. Look at metal. No, don't look at metal. Don't look at metal. So gnarly bikers. freestyle motocross. When the, the height of freestyle motocross, like warp party, vans warp tour, yeah. right? So this guy, Pumped getting rock. ready to go out on Vans Warped Tour, he sees his girlfriend, like, flipping channels, see Joel Osteen, and says something about fear. He's like, wait, what's this guy have to say about fear? He's like, I'm f- scared to death. I got to learn how to do a backflip. This is when backflips were first starting. So he wanted to hear what this guy had to say about fear, because maybe he could learn something from it. And he, he said, I started secretly listening to Joel Osteen for, like, months. And then he's like, you know what? Evangelicals. Preacher, if you don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a feel-good preacher, as this guy described him. And he's like... Millions of comments. I became a Christian. He's like, I said the prayer. I went to a born... Uh, he, Joel Osteen said, go to a Bible-believing church. And he went there, and he did an altar call. He got saved. And then he's like, I'm Christian. And he's like, I'm at 
I'm at these parties, like Vans warp Tour parties, right? And he's like, but I used to go to them, and now I started feeling bad about what I was doing. And he's like, but I didn't know why. And then he met with, uh, and then Brian Deegan, who who became a born being Christian, gave him a Bible. He was the head of Christmas. He was the head of Middle Militia, and he's like, oh hey, you found Jesus, sweet. So have I. Here's a Bible. You should probably start reading it. And this guy started reading the Bible and reading the commandments, and he was like, oh, oh, oh crap. crap. He literally is like, maybe I'm not. I, boom, Ten Commandments, boom, 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 the New Testament. Talks about thinking about adultery. Lust after a woman. Now you've right? committed adultery. He's like, I was pricked to my soul. He's like, there's one, he's like, it was great because I had one side of the gospel, which is the feel good, which is true. Yeah. But the other side of the gospel is, you got to live this stuff. The working out your salvation. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's not a free thing. And he's like, it was a very interesting conversion. I mean, he's not a member of the church. He just, he's like, but, but if it was, what stuck out to me was he, he came to Christ, not through the scriptures, just from hearing the quote, good work, which is, which is true. But then he actually read the scriptures out of the Bible and he's like wow I gotta change some things in my life I am living my life contrary to the gospel and dude you could see this guy's light and the and the peace that he had it was really cool to see his yeah. hear his conversion story um, and I hear this and I'm like well I'm curious if because um, the people I've talked to they just stop reading scriptures period oh, of course because their life quickly gets out of line with what basic yeah. this person for sure isn't leaving the Bible scriptures tell even, you. I mean if, it, if this person was reading the Bible even if she went and bought a different King James and bought the feel good ones where they like rewrite all these words mm-hmm. like the new translation ones so you, I got a quote I'm gonna read a um, scripture from yeah, she, all five of the or all ten of the versions oh perfect yeah uh, she's not even doing that most people don't like the, you know most people I know that have left become like believers in the universe you know uh, almost like almost like maybe that I wonder if that's why they feel multiple gods type so what uh, this the uh, yoga god this you know, person that type of stuff. I'll tell you however this last year and a half has been the most painful darkest days of my life like come on like because that's the comment that's what they all say it's like well how, how do you how do you expect me to like as I if I love you this is what I told this person if I love you as a friend and yet your life is a disaster and you tell me that but you made the right decision you expect me to like buy that like I'm not buying that so like since I love you I'm willing to say it to you and you make you could look at this me, as contention. I don't know who this person is, but yeah. does their social media look like they're just having the best life ever? Of course, <laughs> and a complete opposite of every everything LDS, and it's all complete bull. Because you talk to the person and know what the other side of the story. I, every time I see this person, it's all it's all like, oh yeah, and this is happening, and this is happening. I'm stressed. I'm there's no it's in real life conversation. It's never good. On Instagram, it looks perfect. So if you were some person that was following, like... If you're following like, this I wanna, person... I want to go live like, like this man, person. this is like a party. Like, man, is that what you do when you leave the church? Like, she, that looks like they're having a great time. She looks happier than ever. Interesting. Not with her ex anymore, living life. Interesting. Man, there's nothing but sadness well, there. Let's... let's uh, I don't know how much time we have, but I want to read uh, Mark 13, 22 from multiple versions. I think I got 15 here. Oh, nice. Um, but let's first do the, uh, is it King James? Yeah, King James. For false Christs and false prophets shall rise, talking about the last days, mm-hmm. and shall so shew signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. I don't consider myself an elect person, do you? But if, if, if the elect are able to get deceived, what about the common man, the everyday you and me? That's what I. That's what I read. That 
So let me just read a few of the, the, uh, the translations. For false messiahs, false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders and deceive possibly the elect. Solve false Christ, false prophets, uh, perform signs and wonders, receive the elect. Um, it, uh, wonders to lead astray, Changing. to deceive. Um, it's all about leading astray and possible. And so yeah. for me, I read that. I'm like, I'm not elect. I could easily get deceived and thrown away from the church. And I like what you said, the fruit by your fruit you shall know them. Like, what does the... I, I, what, I, I, what I, sour fruit does the church produce? I, I, that's what I weighed my entire decision on was the fruits of the church. Are there dirt bags in the church? Of course there are. Are there people that are creeps? I, I said, listen, Like, there course. are bad there were, the people. Early, the early apostles. I mean, I mean, there were men taking the, this, the new and everlasting covenant and taking it and using it for sex. Mm-hmm. The prophet wasn't one of them. But there were men that were, that were the elect. There, they were there. the witnesses of the Book of Mormon. They were the early apostles. They so, did it. Just as today people use their power. But the irony is, is no one talks about those individuals. Right. The adversary tries to spin webs and get everyone to look at Joseph when reality is he never, there's not even, I even asked her, I said, now we're talking about polygamy. And, uh, you know, this is not obviously normally what we talk about on this <laughs> podcast. Deep on this. But reality is, if you're listening, you're probably a member. And if you're not, you should learn because it'll change your life. Um, and, uh, you know, we're talking about polygamy, and I said, have you, ever, have you ever really read the stories of the end? You know, I don't think it's right. I think it's, it's horrible and it's gross. Okay, well, that's okay. Well, have you ever read the actual accounts of the women? Did, did they think it was gross? Well, there was a few that were, didn't want to do it, and they told, they told them that. I'm like, okay, and did you, did you ever read what happened to those three people? I said, there was three of them. I said, I know them by name. I said, I, you know, I pile a book, there's just three. One of them was the most controversial, and told Joseph three times, I don't think I should do this. I don't think I should do this. I don't believe in this. And Joseph said, I don't blame you, but you need to go and have your own testimony. Remember, I told her, this is not marriage in the way we look at it in 2018. They weren't living together. They weren't having sex together. They weren't walking off and having kids together. Not with Joseph. That's not how it was. It was sealing posterity for the next life. That was it. It's all that we have record of. And... And All the con- three of the, the context was the end of end of the. They thought world the second coming was coming. Was coming quick. They thought it was tomorrow. They, I mean, that's yeah. really how they thought it was. I mean, how how were they not to know? I mean, imagine all these visitors and like you're like, holy crap! <laughs> this is this is literally Lord's come, Elias has come, Just, this guy's come, Peter, James, and John, yeah. and like, oh my gosh! That means it's it's like tomorrow. We got to find Zion. We got to get there. And then he started to realize in his later years. Um, that maybe you know it's about it's about like you know teaching you know the everlasting gospel across it had to hit all four corners he had that revelation towards the end and then and then the king fall sermon which led anyways but each one of these women that said the same thing I don't know if I can do this and I don't I can't do it every all the ones that said they wouldn't all three of them had a heavenly visit by a heavenly messenger one thought it was the Lord themselves and said that the bright you know. They were overcome, and when the next day they woke up, they said it. So are these the three accounts that... Uh, the three that ones they, that... The that most they people, say, like, no. they, they do the first part where they said they didn't... They Out of context. That's okay. all they talk about is the three. Because she brought up the fact she knew that there were three, and she yeah. knew that all of them said no. I said, and did you know why they did it? When I say did it, I don't mean they had sex and got married. I mean they got sealed by the priesthood for future posterity in the next life. Do we understand all that? You can if you want. 
Joseph had a million questions, and guess what? He got answers. Yeah. If you, we want, and we were told, and he told the saints, if you want to progress in knowledge and you ask in real faith, meaning you'll do whatever happens with that answer, even if it doesn't feel good. Because I looked at my friend and I said, listen, if God showed up and told me, like Abraham, to, to pull, pull a knife out to Rusty, my, my firstborn who I love more than anything on this planet, it would be the most challenging thing in the world. But I hope, you know, I hope that I would follow the faith. And then I hope, like Abraham, I wouldn't have to do it. You know, the whole point is, is are we willing to walk in with faith if he asks us to do something? And then, and then understand later because we know the seeing is not the believing, right? It's well, the other way around. I'm a related to ARP. Like we talked about oh, a few guys that totally. did not want to break anonymity. Yeah. And they're now leading ARP in their stakes. Leading or, it. Leading, going around preaching it. Preaching it where they grew up and like they were the Peter Priesthood of their stake and now they're speaking in front of the entire ward talking about their pornography. Addiction. And does it feel good? Did, in the beginning? They no. did not feel good about wanting to do Even that. Even in sobriety they didn't feel good doing it. Like but they, they knew were, they had to. They knew they had to and they're blessed for it and they know it was the right thing to do but it still feels uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and But eventually the Lord will show all of us why he's asked us to do things and what I'm getting at is this gospel. There's a talk that I don't have, but I, I'll get it. It's from Bruce R. McConkie, and he talks about so the principles of the gospel and um, the difference between the feel-good you know, gospel and like the salvation, mm-hmm. and then the requirements of salvation. There are requirements we have to participate in, and when we break these covenants and we make them and we break them, it'd be better you never made them at all, you know? And the best part is, though, like this person, even though this person's choosing to go live in a new life, the feel-good life. We all know that the minute we've seen this, and that's why we have this podcast, and that's why we do it, is the minute that you decide to repent and change your ways, instantaneously you'll be forgiven. But that person's going to really struggle because Satan But that's say, what we're trying to everyone, cut off. Everyone can go, go do this. Everyone's doing it. The church is making you well, what I'm getting your lifestyle. Well, my and biggest, then the shame will come in and say, well, I won't be able to repent from this. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's what we're saying. We know, I have a testimony knowing that it'll all work out, so I don't need to lose sleep. But I do want to know that when I meet my maker, when I meet my maker, because when this person first told me they left the church, mm-hmm. I was not in a spiritual mode. So I, I, I said, I think you need to do what makes you feel right. That was my exact answer. What a hypocrite. Mm. I, I claim that I took the covenant and oath to, to stand as a witness, and yet I sell someone whatever makes you feel good. And I've done a whole podcast about how that's not going to lead to happiness, and I come here every week and I tell complete strangers about how it's not about necessarily what you think is right in the beginning, and, you know, you'll find. So I knew I had to go back. I knew that so had been, to be. That's been that's been on my mind. You? Yes. Okay. I have to. It's like when you sin. Brigham Young said, you know, keep your, if it's to yourself, keep, you know, confession. confession. If it's you sin against the ward, go tell the ward. If you, but if, you know, vice versa, if it's in public, don't, then repent to the public. But if it's in private, you don't need to go blast. But this one was to this exact person. I do not want to stand in front of my maker with the judgment bar, which I know will happen. The prophet has said that in his talks. You know, President Nelson, we will stand in front of the bar. I do not want to stand in front of the bar and go, what happened once I sent you that you had the opportunity to bear a testimony? Not to convert. We don't convert. Mm-hmm. I used to think that. That's why I get down when I wouldn't change people's, when people wouldn't get baptized on my mid. Now I realize it's just about doing my part. My part is to open my mouth and to say what I believe with conviction. And then, good. It's like when I sponsor and people bail, I don't lose sleep anymore. I used to. But that's because I used to have an ego about it. Now I realize I had to make that right and I had to bear witness and testimony and say, I know where you're going to end up. And when you do end up there, 
You call me back, and I promise you we'll, we'll walk you right back through it. But what a waste of 40, 20, 30, 10 years that'll be. The, the term cry repentance is 139 times in scriptures. Jeez. Which cry, it's interesting, the word cry repentance. That's what I was doing last night, basically. Interesting. And, and repentance means change. So we're commanded to cry repentance to people. And I think the world, Especially in the, the, the world like, tells us, oh, that's being judgmental. Oh, yeah. You're judging me. But yeah, yet, she said that. This person said that to me yesterday. But, but the scriptures command us to cry repentance. And it's a balance of, of you, you cry repentance with love. Like, yeah. I, I want I, you to change. I, I said this but, over and over again. Like, I'm, I'm, the reason why I'm saying this is not because I, I, like, I, I, I'd, I have met the 50-year-olds and the 40-year-olds that show up. They thought the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. And now 20 years of their life is gone, and they can't get that life back. They can change, and they can right. have the rest of their 20, 30 but the, years. But on the, the choices do have consequences. The wake will, okay. yeah, and we don't know where yours will go. We've interviewed yeah. a, a girl who grew up fully active, same story, mm-hmm. fully active. We've had her on the podcast, one yeah. of our first episodes. Yeah. Leave society to, 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 to jail, Yeah, this person, and is now doing great things in recovery. Right. And it's awesome, but you can never get those years back. Right. And like we talked about earlier, like blessed are those that are, you know, um, compelled to be humble, but also vice versa. The point is, is like if you don't have to, I would know. It's like when you say, like, I wish I could be this. No, no one don't ever. If you were lucky to be born in the covenant, show your gratitude to Heavenly Father and never walk away from it. Because when you walk away and have to come back or when you have to learn it the first time, it's not easy because you're you're fighting over a lifetime of psychology. And, and, you know, and, and habits and habitual things that pull you away. And if you're born in it, you know, just thrive off it. That was what a blessing that could be for someone, it, you know, anyways. But I just, I just, you know, and then I told this person, this has to be because of social media. Like this, this is this something like leaving well, social media can lead to something like this. Because when the first six months ago, when the person told me I left the church, I was fully into social media, fully into the feel good, right? I was mm-hmm. that's what I was living. It was instantaneous feel good 24/7. Anyone that tells you wrong is judgmental. Short-term feel good. Short-term, no eternal consequences, no covenants involved. Today's matters, that's all you got, so live it. And there's a lot of truth in there, right? Mm-hmm. It's mingled with bull. Well, yeah. <laughs> you it's know? a confusing time we live in, man. Like we are getting blasted with information and totally um I, I just keep going back to the like even the elect are gonna be deceived. How are they gonna get deceived? How are they? What what's gonna creep in? And there's a lot of ways that the deceit can be creeped into our minds and into our time and our efforts. My lesson but, from Sunday, right? Sorry. President Nielsen said in the in the coming days it'll near it'll not only did he say in the recent conference it'll be nearly impossible without personal revelation to survive spiritually, but back in 2013 he said in the coming days it will be Nearly impossible to be a faithful member, a faithful Latter-day without, Saint. Without personal revelation. No, then this 2003, that was the recent okay. one. And 13, okay. he said the same thing, except for it was just not going to be, it's going to become so unpopular that most people will just leave the church because it's so unpopular. Popular, you use the words popular. Wow, that's that's pop culture. Popular. That's yeah. that's Instagram. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. It's not popular to well, say, that's I the, don't believe in what the, the world is Those that leave the church love to quote, how many people leave the church? Oh, look how many people are protesting outside the temple. They're leaving square. in groves. They're leaving in groves. They love they to say it, droves. I mean, and it's, it's, yeah, they are, but you know what? They're also joining in droves, too. Yeah. How many people you've seen walking in these meetings and listening to these podcasts? Obviously, there's people out there searching for truth and, you know, don't carry the person, carry the message. Last night, that's all I did. 
And that's what we're doing right here. So if you were pricked so, by... So la you know, my last thing is, no. that, that was a very direct... Did, it, did you leave, like, liking each other? Did she think you were a jerk? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I made sure to she, leave, he, like... I don't even know it was I have a lot she. of... Ex yeah, she... I, I left with... You know, I've actually had a lot of experiences where I made wrong decisions. And in my patriarchal blessing, believe it or not, it actually says these words. You cannot force the gospel upon anyone. <laughs> it says that in there? Wow. Yeah, so the Lord knows my, my weaknesses. The Lord knew you. And, and also my talents where I'm like, I'm a pretty good salesman, but I'll use it the wrong way, right? right? You can use a blessing as a curse. Because I think that's what we, as, a, as members of the church, struggle with. Because the world will immediately say, you're judging me. Totally. You hate me for my, my lifestyle choices. This person started to say that, but not with the hate, but it was kind of like, you're judging me, or you think I'm this, or you think I'm that. And I'm like, no, you're, I think you're my friend. That's why I'm talking to you. Well, I think we're, I we can you. say... You can I, tell someone I, I love Here's you. what I believe. I believe that the Bible and the Book of Mormon is true. Like, they always say, Mormon, Mormon, Mormon. Like, okay, well, let's go back to what... Yeah, believe go the back Bible. to the foundation, yeah. They believe I like, because I believe what the Bible says is wrong, and if, if we can believe the Book of Mormon, then I'll tell you what this is. Like, if you don't accept that the prophet is a prophet, or even Joseph Smith, what? let's go back to what what foundation do you have? Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. And 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 this is wrong. This says it's wrong, and it will lead to unhappiness. And that's and you could be like, honest. Like I literally told this person what I just said about how last time I feel like I need to. This is me repenting for. I even said that to her. I said mm -hmm. you don't realize, but six months ago when you told me this, I was not in a good spot. So that's it, very. Right? It's like awesome of you to like, be on. Like you're just awesome. I'm like, hey, I just honest. Yeah, I was just honest, and I was just like, hey, look at. So I'm doing this for a lot of reasons. Mm -hmm. Part of it's because I love you, and part of it's because I made an oath and a covenant to 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 bear witness when when the opportunity arises. Doesn't mean I gotta go yell from a rooftop tonight and get you know whatever. But if you came to me, and I know you were asking, you were seeking approval. You wouldn't have brought it up the way you did that before. Hmm. And and you don't have to admit that. I remember saying it. I'm like, you don't have to admit that. But I've I've, but I've done it. I've you done that. It. I've done that. And I remember that feeling. And I remember when you left, I regretted saying what I said instantaneously, hmm. even when I wasn't spiritual. But the spirit told me that what I did was wrong. Well, I should have bore witness of. I should have borne witness about what that life leads to: the drinking, the sex, the outside of the, going to well, church. Because I've told you like that it was on an earlier podcast. I think like you've strengthened my. I believed on faith that if I live the commandments, I'll be blessed, and I'm not missing on anything. Yeah, like living the word of wisdom, law of chastity, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But I always had in the back of my mind, man, I kind of... But it looks so I missed, cool. Did I miss out did on I miss something? Out? Yeah. Did I miss FOMO? Right. FOMO. Did I FOMO, fear of missing out on. On living that lifestyle that the world, those beer commercials make it look so good. Now it's, now it's not just beer commercial. commercial. It's your friend on it's social media. It's your friend who was you used to, you've had spiritual experiences with. right now, advertising this alternate lifestyle look that it. looks so great, that to, to that mess with your mind. But but when I hear your testimony, I'm like. I know not like I went from faith to like really really strong belief. Like I know yeah, I don't miss anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you're the people. I, I love the testimonies of ARP. The people that has, have slipped off the path or those that didn't grow up on the path to testify that. That's why I love that freestyle motocross guy because yeah. hear his journey. I'm like, that's that's that's, bad that's, bad. that's really cool, dude. Like the, yeah. you understood the good news of the gospel, then you're like. Oh crap! I am not God. living. You're I had a, honesty, he had a right? testimony of Jesus. He had a testimony of Jesus. And the atonement before he actually knew what Jesus taught. And then he, because he could easily go, well, I don't believe. That's what a lot of people do. Like, oh, Jesus says I can't have sex outside uh, marriage. Well, then I'm over that. Oh, yeah, I'm not into Jesus. Yeah. And people do that. Oh, Mormons believe this. Well, I'm not, I'm not in the Mormon. So 
um, his testimony was pure on the Savior, and then he was willing, he was then willing to submit himself to what the Lord commanded. And I think the same thing with the gospel. Like, we can't know everything. Like, I don't know. I don't, maybe if I got off social media, I could study the doctrines deeper like you. Dude, the, um, I was like, I mean, I, I take a lot back from Joe Smith because that's where my whole life changed, right? Was learning about him. And he said, one of the things he said to the Latter-day Saints, right? The, the King Fallout sermon, this last sermon ever given was talked about eternal progression, both in the next life and in this life. And basically he admonished the saints to, to begin the study. Like you can have the same knowledge with a perfect witness like he did if you wanted it. And think about it. If he's a manipulating, yeah. powerful, like, yeah, he's um, like control. Yeah, only me. Yeah. You, all me. Uh, that's what we see false prophets. Like, their yeah. fruits are like, no, only I got the power. So you right. need to come to me and give right. me your money. And, and you need to do what's this. What's President Nelson saying right now? His biggest theme is personal revelation. You need to have, be in a spiritual position to receive that they personal revelation. basically say, don't believe me. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm just going to tell you what I've done for 92 years. <laughs> and like, hey, you're 15, you know it all. I've been around for 92 years. Right. But hey, let me just t- try this, and you tell me what it. You that's, think, what he, right? that's what he said to the. Youth. When you become a powerful missionary, is when you stop telling people what to do, and you go, "Hey, even, I know you. You start. I remember when my testimony changed, my lessons changed. They were always good, but then I all of a sudden came to a point where I was like, "Guess what? I don't expect you to believe a word. In fact, I hope you don't believe. I because if you believe my word, when I leave, you'll forget the word. It's not based in me. Yeah. You have to have a witness. I realized conversion had to be." Right. So. My last plug on a website, because there are, maybe you do have questions about stuff on the doctrine. Go to fairmormon.org um, because... They give the full context. They give the full context. Because the, the, the anti-Mormons are very good at like, they'll, they'll give a bunch of commentary and they go, oh, click this link to LDS.org oh, they love and it. read this paragraph. And they love doing it with the sermons from 150 years ago where with it's to, almost <laughs> impossible, you know what I mean? And uh, The context the con- of today's... Because life. it's that much yeah. harder to find what was really happened because we're talking about 100 right, years but ago. But read this thing and yeah. then link... Just read this paragraph and then come back to this site and let me, someone else gives you the dialogue yeah, yeah. about what happened. So you happened. go to the church's site and then come back here. Like right. where the Fair Mormon will give you, okay, this is what they say. Mm-hmm. This is what was actually said. Mm-hmm. Here's the entire context. Here's what right. happened. It takes a lot prior. of read. Like it's it's drowning in information, but you can read But when done hundreds with of faith, pages. right? Like Joseph read from the best of books and he said, right? Any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, but let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering like the, be driven like the mm-hmm. wave in the sea, driven and tossed. If you have the real faith, meaning you're willing to believe it. See, that's the thing. When people, you know, I know we're taking this a little bit longer, but if you're not willing to get the answer, you don't want the answer to be a certain way, then you're, you're swaying. But it's also you're, compelled, we have to act. Yeah. Well, you're, like, they're swaying their answer. If they go, I don't feel good, while they're praying, they're going, well, I hope that's not the answer, because if it is, I don't know if I'll believe it. Well, then of course he's not going to give you an answer. Yeah. You're going to be, so then you just keep going off feelings. But what I remember, I'll never forget my final prayer before I joined the church. Let's end on this. Okay. I went down on my knees. I remember it. I can visualize it. On my bed, Lake Forest, um, right there in, in off Rockfield, I went on my knees. The, the missionaries, I, was, I learned so much by this point, and they just said, hey, commit to a baptism date, and then you'll know. Right? They do that. That's pretty common, right? Because once again, they know. They have to you gotta act. You, you got to act. act. You got to make it. Yeah. So I made the thing. I saw the restoration. I knew it was true from watching that little 15-minute video. I... Uh, and then I got on my knees, and I remember the prayer I said. I said, listen, Heavenly Father, if you give me the answer that Joe Smith was a true prophet. Because remember, I had been to born-again churches. So, like, he was either called of God 
or he was Satan's like right Satan spawn of Satan like right. you know what I mean like this is there's no middleman I thought right. so I said God I literally don't know but I feel that it's right and if you give me an answer if you give me an answer that it's true or false I'll never if if you tell me it's true I will do I will never quit on spreading the word and I will try to tell as many people because remember I didn't really know a lot of members I only knew that little like Joe Smith history where it was like gathering of Israel go preach it until he's you know just tell everyone and so I was like if this is true I'll never stop talking about it and I'll tell everyone and I'll never quit if it's false I'll never touch it you know I'll do whatever you tell me to do after that and when I said amen within within a matter of I mean, it was almost instantaneously. Like, and the revelation that came after that, every single day, I had a witness even deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's just like today. As soon as I get off social media, it's no longer a challenge with certain commandments. It had nothing to do with social media. I had to disconnect in order to connect. Hmm. So, Well, <coughs> I think we're over 40,000 people of downloads on our podcast. So think about your reach. That's kind of crazy. Uh, when you hit that, that you're like, dude, <laughs> about that your way. testimony has been heard. Truth is true, man. By, I mean, yeah. I never thought, like, I'm kind of blown away. Like, we don't think I've ever. You don't think, think about, like, we don't that, talk that, about that, that testimony you just hit right there, like, after, because people cycle through, they mm-hmm. people find it and they start episode one and go through, but but we've got a pretty big highlight. But, like, dude, 40,000 people have heard your testimony. Or maybe, well, listen, so maybe I don't know what the actual number is. Even but if it's so how about tens of thousands? How, how, how about ten thousand? people? Like I say, well, 100 people, that's but, amazing. But it's on multiple continents. Like, that's pretty, you're, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Church is so. true, man. You were inspired to do all this. I'm stoked to be here. Well, Thanks for listening. I, I felt compelled. I did not feel comfortable about doing this. I didn't necessarily. <laughs> like, it was a lot of work, and, like, we're tired. What time is it? I don't know. I, it's late. It's 11 o'clock. You still got to go lock up the building, our studio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, but uh, we're reassured frequently that we're doing the right thing. And the spirit you, I felt tonight, I mean, right? You felt yeah, it. You can hear that. But okay, so ending. Hey, uh, hit us a line, direct mail, email. Uh, our website's a little uh, behind on getting posted. Twelve Steps Change dot com. Uh, Sister Minor, if you want to update that for us, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> um, You're awesome. And then uh, what else? Oh well, that's it. Church is true, the book is blue, and we love you. Boom. Please send this day thy spirit from above. As this thy son accepts a call from thee. Help him, we pray, to learn humility. Direct his footsteps every day. And keep him ever walking in thy ways. Inspire him gospel plan. Lord, hold him in the hollow of thy hand. In the hollow of thy hand, as he grows from boy to man, help his understanding deepen and increase. In the hollow of thy hand, as he grows from boy to man, let him know the special blessings of thy
Life's 